Hello, and welcome back to Guardian Down, a podcast with a goal to hopefully encourage, inspire, and maybe entertain. I'm joined here with my co-hosts, Caleb Colombo and Kyron Joseph. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. How about you guys? I'm doing well. It's been a crazy busy week, but I'm just glad to be here. We're still here. Yeah. And we want to thank you for being here, listener. Yes. Beautiful we viewers. Really, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. We, we we appreciate the support we've got. It's means a lot you know it's it's nice yeah it's very very encouraging to you know to see see the numbers that pe- people are actually listening so you know we, we we really appreciate you guys using up your time you know it's uh, you you don't get that time back so the little yeah. bit that you give us we, we we appreciate that yeah we're we're so honored that you would take your time out of your day to just listen to us whatever we have to say whether it be serious or whether it just be goofy you are breathtaking absolutely you are breathtaking viewer uh what y'all do this week? What was your favorite thing or least favorite thing you did this week? Maybe something bad happened to you? Oh, um, today's this week's been a pretty good week. I will say that this week was the first week I got to go out in the sun and golf. True, it was eighty something degrees. Oh, uh, how, how'd man, you, how'd you play? Whoa. Oh, bro, the best I've ever played. Really? Not gonna lie. Usually, the first game of the year is always usually really bad. You know, because obviously you're like you're rusty, you're not used to it. Um, but the night before, um, me and uh, Kevin Gerald, a friend of mine, we went to the driving range and practiced a little bit, hit some golf balls, and the next day went to a golf range, um, a golf course. And just from the very first hit, I knew it was going to be a good day. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm just like, let's keep going. I got out and cleaned my car for the first time, like, in, in you know, since winter. Nice. Apparently, there's a new car wash um, where you not only do you pay for the car wash afterwards, they have free vacuums and free towels. Yes. Yeah, I could spend a whole a whole evening there. Oh, <laughs> it's so nice. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. so convenient. It's, it's so nice. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I haven't done a whole lot. It's been a pretty uneventful week for me, at least. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just vibing. I'm here. I'm, hey, I'm chilling. Yeah, that's all good, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's nothing good like just taking a good rest and just trying to get everything situated. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, um, I kind of wanted to maybe continue my thoughts from from the first episode. Um, I think this might be more true for young men. I could be wrong. This maybe this is just just a maturity thing for for everyone. But I feel like with with men especially, um, you know, guys, just just chime in if you if you have anything to add here. Oh, I will. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I, I know you will. Um, <laughs> especially for guys, I feel like you have to have a moment when you're maturing where you have to sit down and ask yourself the question and answer it. Like, why am I doing this? Why do I go to work every day? Why do I go to school? Not, not, not in an angry way, not in a way that's like, you know, mad at the world. Just like, Mm -hmm. what is your motivation? What is my reason for doing this? Why, why do we go to work every day? Caleb, why, Caleb, why do you strive to get up and get to work on time and do well? Well, at first, if If you would tell me, me, Money, no, and so I won't get fired. <laughs> That's the wrong answer. No, because I feel like that's um, what Gavin would say. No, no. Um, so if you would have asked me a couple months ago, obviously when I was going through that dark time and everything, I probably would have just told you obligation. Just mm. not that it was about money or anything, but it was my obligation to get up and go to work. It's my obligation right. to provide for people. It's my obligation to be active. It's expected of you. Expected. Um, but that. now. I would say that it is obviously the the Bible talks about whatever you put your hand towards, do it with excellence. That's good. Mm. And so it's important to where whatever you do, whether it be 
work, whether it be spiritual, whether it be preaching, no matter what it is, the Bible encourages us to give our best in whatever we do. Yeah. And the Bible even says, occupy, Jesus said, occupy until I come. Yeah. So whatever we do, we need to do to the best of our abilities. And so as obviously I've been, I've been getting better, I've been thinking, have a more positive outlook on life. Yeah. Um, I'm just getting up and I'm like, I just want to do my best in my workplace. That's good. That's Better than what I was expecting. I was expecting just like, well, so I won't get fired. <laughs> Gavin, Gavin, about you? Why, why do you strive to do well in work and school and whatnot? So I will get fired. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, one of, not the only reason, but one of the main reasons is that y- it feels good to like do well, yeah. you know, in oh, absolutely. things like that. You know? I like, I, it's, no secret to anyone in my life, but I, for a long period of time, was doing terrible in school. I was just, I didn't care about it at all. And then it's gotten better over time. And you know, I noticed that it feels better when, yeah. like, because for a while, I, I would, you know, I would do nothing at school. I would go home, do no homework. And like, but like when I do work at school and then I don't have a whole lot of homework to be doing, it feels better to like, even though I'm doing some of the same things, I don't have that mental weight, weight yeah. on me of like i should be doing other more important things right now yeah and with work i mean it just but what about what about things that aren't really as rewarding what if it's just like a hard thing mm. that it's just like you you got to get it done well i mean why not strive for mediocrity tell me why we shouldn't just be mediocre at at, at best this is this is the the train i've been on right lately um this story always kind of perplexed me until I hear until I heard uh, Dr. Peterson lecture on it a little bit. Um, you, we, you guys probably know the story. If, if you're a Christian listening, you probably also know. Um, in Exodus, when the Israelites were um, leaving Egypt, okay, they go from being in tyranny to being in the desert. You know, yeah. It's I mean, it seems victorious that, that they got out of that, that that they got out of tyranny, which it is. But you go straight from the frying pan into the fire. You're in the desert. <laughs> yeah. There are people starving. There are people dying. Maybe not dying of thirst, but um, they're thirsty in the desert. And try to try to parallel this to your own life. Okay. You go from from one hard thing to another. You're, they're in the desert. Um, they start asking themselves, "What's better, the desert or tyranny?" Yeah. They 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 literally start asking themselves, "Should we go back?" And and they voice their opinions. They said that that they would rather be slaves in Egypt than be stuck out here in the desert. They voice their opinions. Yes. Okay. So what does God do? He sends in poisonous snakes <laughs> to bite them. He sends in snakes <laughs> to bite his people because they were complaining. Now, if you're you know an outsider reading the story now, you might think, well, that's isn't that a little harsh of God? But the point is this. Um. They were in the desert, so they lost their faith. The question is not, were they justified in losing their faith? The question is, what happens if you do lose your faith? Yeah. Because no matter, they're in the desert. If you're going through a a desert in your life, if you're in hell, it doesn't matter how bad it is, there's always something you can do to make it worse. Yes. And losing your faith in God is certainly one thing that that can make it worse. Um, so obviously now they're in the desert and they're getting bit by poisonous snakes. So they're sick of the snakes. They ask Moses, "Hey, would you mind go talking to God to get him to get the snakes off of us?" And Moses says, "All right, I'll see what I can do." And he goes to God. What does God do? He doesn't just take the snakes away. Mm-hmm. He says, "Moses, um, cast a 
uh, an image of a bronze snake upon a staff and put it up before the people and have all the people gaze upon it. And when they do, the poison won't affect them anymore. Yeah. He, he did not take the snakes away. He, he had them to stare into the face of the thing that was, terror, that was terrorizing them. So why bother with hard things? The point is, snakes will always be here. The snakes are not going to leave. The snakes in your life, they're always going to be there. They're always going to be trying to bite you. Question is, are you going to face the hard things so that the poison won't affect you? That's the message. Look into the very face of the thing that is terrorizing you. If something is terrifying you, confront it. Face it. The hard things will always be there. So looking at them, facing them is the only thing that's going to help you grow strong enough to rise above it. Mm. Why, why do we do hard things? It's better to learn how to contend with the snakes than it is to live in a world where there are none. Right. No, absolutely. I, I think I, not exactly what you're saying, but part of that can kind of be like, I see a parallel in like parenting. It's like if every time your child gets in trouble or every time there's a problem, if you just solve that for them immediately, yeah. they're never going to learn yeah. how to combat those problems. Yeah. But it, I mean, not in every case, obviously like if your child's drowning, go save them. But I mean like, in certain areas, like you gotta let them figure it out on their own. Otherwise, they'll yeah. never know, and they're yeah. they're gonna come crying to you every time something. Hardship happens. and problems is how you learn. It's better to learn how to do hard things and learn to put in the work anyway, just because, rather than to live in a world where everything is easy and everything's handed right. to you. That's the only it's the only way you grow. Um, Caleb, you have anything to add? Um, actually, yeah. So, obviously, about you know doing the best, doing striving to be better. Um, one thing that I've actually been researching and actually doing a lot of um, stuff on is prevention of burnout. Yes. Um, that, that that was one thing I, I forgot to say earlier was you have to have another reason for yourself, you know, rather than just, well, money so I won't get fired. Otherwise, you'll, you'll get burnout. Yes. Yeah. And so there's this actual this powerful lesson that I have been watching, and um, it's called Better Than Burnout. Um, if you guys email us um, about the the lesson everything i can we can give that to you we can i can give you that resource um but one thing they're talking about is obviously how do you prevent burnout because what happens a lot in times of in ministry and it doesn't just have to be ministry it can be jobs it can be anything yeah is the world has a false mentality of you need to go 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 nonstop all gas no brakes we're not built that way. Yeah. We, don't, we weren't design, designed to go 24-7. Yeah. And what happens to a lot of people is they'll go 24-7, never take a break, never take a rest for themselves, and they burn out. And one thing he was mentioning of is he obviously like God rested on the seventh day. You know, like yeah. God emphasized Even God rest. did. But one thing that he mentioned was, so the story of the leper, when Jesus healed the leper, he healed the leper, and he goes, you know, go and tell the priest that you're healed, you know, tell them that. He goes, but don't tell them about this miracle. Mm. And the reason why, and I'll explain the later story, is Jesus was tired. He was done for the day. He wanted to retreat. He wanted oh. to have some time to rest and pray. And what happened was, as he went to the priest, word got out. There's a whole group of people needed healing, needed all this kind of stuff. You know what Jesus did? You think he stayed there and ministered to every single person? He turned him away. He literally ran away from them. Wow. Went to the wilderness and rested and prayed. Mm. Wow. If that doesn't tell you, he left ministering. To well, go rest. 
and took a rest. So like people are here saying, heal our diseases. We need your help. We need your strength. Jesus literally runs away and it's like, no, I've got to rest. And if that doesn't tell you that we need to have some time to rest, renew ourselves. Yeah. Um, one thing that they were also mentioning, uh, um, talking about was renew. And he made it into, I forget what it's called, when each letter means something. Uh, acronym. Uh, acronym. And so he was like, the R renew, and renew stands for rest. And physical rest, mental rest. Just get yourself out of the situation where you're working. Get yourself out of the situation where you're ministering. Just quiet time. Rest, mental rest. E, eat. You have to have a healthy diet. You have to, now I'm not saying you can't eat fast food every once in a while, but if all you're eating is fast food and bad stuff, your body's going to feel bad. And if you're wondering like, why do I feel bad all the time? Well, your body's like, hey, you need to feed us something good. That's why. Then N is for a nap, for physical sleep. nap? Nap, (laughs) for physical sleep. Not mental rest, but physical sleep. Right. You've got to sleep is so important. If you don't have sleep, you will die. You have to have sleep. If you lose a couple hours of sleep, you have to work to get that back. And and then he goes, E is for to engage again. So after you have rested, after you have eaten, after you have napped, after you've gotten your body refreshed, strengthened, you've got yourself everything you need to do, you can go back and engage into people. You can go back and engage in your workplace, ministry. And then W for worship. Praise God for everything he's strengthened you with. Praise God for everything he's given you. And this is something that you have to continually do. Um, one thing that happened is obviously a lot of people don't talk about this, but Elijah struggled with depression, obviously. Yeah. And so at, he goes on this very high, right? He is ministering. He is, you know, he, the prophets of Baal, whatever. Fire comes down from heaven, destroys the sacrifice. Powerful work of God. God used Elijah through that. The the rain in the hand of God that came and there was rain again. Powerful move of God. Right after that, Jezebel says, hey, God can curse me if not, if by tomorrow I don't have you dead. Just a threat. She threatened to kill his life. But this man that experienced this powerful move of God in ministry ran away and was like, I'm no better than my ancestors. God, I'm no better. I'm no better than anybody else. Take me away. Yeah. And so this great man who was doing such power in ministry is now at his lowest point. And so what most people think is like, well, you just got to keep going. You just got to keep going. Why are you, you can't just lay down there. Well, a lot of people think, a lot of people skip a part of the story and they just go to the part where he's in the cave and God speaks to him through the still small voice. Before that, he went by a tree and he slept. God let him Mm, sleep. Wow. He woke up, and an angel woke him up and said, hey, here's some bread. Eat. He was a little sleepy, a little, little he goes, <laughs> He goes, you need some rest. You need some sleep. There's a long journey ahead. You need to rest. And so a lot of people were just like, go, 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 go. And the Bible was like, yeah. you can do great things, but you got to have rest. Yeah. You've got to be renewed because if yeah. not, you are going to burn out again and again yeah. and again. Yeah. Think about, think about workaholics like – you know, there are people that will just work 60, 80 hours a week just because they can. And you have to ask yourself, how much should I work? How much is too much? Yes. And the answer is something like work enough that if you don't, that, that if you work too much, you're not going to hinder yourself from working anymore. So it's Correct. not like you're going to work for a week 
straight 24 hours a day so that you're stuck in a hospital bed for a month recovering. Mm -hmm. Correct. You know, like you have to pace yourself. Yes. And it's just that thing of like, we have to make sure that we are resting. We have to make sure that now, yes, we are called to ministry. Yes, we are, we are called to have jobs and that kind of stuff. But the thing is, is we are human. We were yeah. designed to yeah. rest. We were designed to be renewed by God. And if we don't take, if we don't, if we just keep going, 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 we can't give our best. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is we're going to burn out. And then we're going to have a hard time working. We're going to have a hard time ministering. There's, yeah. uh, there's some interesting studies I've, I've, um, I've heard that the symptoms of burnout and depression are basically the same. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you end up in a very similar state of mind from burnout uh, as you yep. do for, for depression. Yeah. And so the one thing that the class was talking about was there was this preacher and he goes, I went, he goes, I burned out three times and he goes in the, in the ministry he was talking, goes, do you really have to go through it three times? You don't. No. Yeah. You just have to learn how to pace yeah, yourself. You have to learn way. how to renew yourself. You have to learn how to take moments of rest. Yeah. And he was talking. He's a pastor, and he goes, "Here's the thing." He goes, and "There's certain say times." No. Yeah, and he goes, "It's hard to say no." But he goes, "Here's the thing." He goes, "There's certain times." He goes, "That I've had to tell my, you know, my my saints and that kind of stuff." There's certain times where I've had to train my saints at this certain time. Don't bother me. Not that it's yeah. not that it, if it's serious and obviously you contact me. He goes, "But if not, yeah, trivial stuff." He goes, "It's my rest time." Right. He goes, after Sunday nights, he goes, I'm exhausted. After Wednesday, Wednesday nights, I'm exhausted. So yeah. usually Sunday night, Monday, nobody bothers me. Wednesday night into Thursday morning, nobody bothers me. He goes, but I've created that time and people yeah. respect mm -hmm. that time. Yeah, that's good. And so you have to make it known. It's not easy, but you have to make known, yeah. to, especially to people, especially to your family, hey, there's certain times where I have got to have rest. Yeah. I can't be going 24-7. And because the thing is, if you do, you're going to experience burnout. And that's what the pastor was struggling with. He went through a bad depression. Yeah. He took he, he took sabbatical for pre, from pastoring for three years. Wow. In therapy, three years because of how bad. He goes, I was yeah. broken. Right. He goes, I was destroyed. He yeah. goes, but I needed to get renewed. He goes, yeah. and I did not know how to do it. He goes, I thought you were supposed to go, go, go. And he goes, I learned my lesson. He yeah. goes. But now he goes, I make time. He goes, Monday, you know, is my time to rest. He goes, one Thursday morning, that's my time to rest. He goes, Saturday, he goes, obviously, we sometimes we have events, but he goes, most of the time, Saturday, he goes, that's family time. That's when I spend time with my family. Yeah. You have to make time for these things. Yeah, yeah, because good. nobody's going to make time for it for you. That's, that's one thing I struggle with being a pastor's kid is uh, is this reason, like, or is, is that, yeah. is, you know, finding a reason to do things because, I wanted to do them, not just, try, yeah. not just getting things done because they were expected of me. Obligation, you know, yeah. And you, 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 you'll end up very resentful. Yep. Just doing things because someone expects it of you. You, you have mm -hmm. to find a reason for, for yourself. You know, you, do you actually truly want to do this? Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's very. Good. I think one of the scariest things that can come with burnout is when you just you feel this exhaustion to where you don't even want to do things that you normally do when you're resting. Cause like, yes. I yeah. can't just sit at home. I can't just sit still. I have to still be doing something even when I'm not like working, but like sometimes you'll sit there and you won't even want to do any of the things you would normally do to like take some time off, blow off steam, that kind yep. of thing. And like at that point, all you want to do is sleep, but it's, and like, yeah, sleep is important to the process of like recovering and just, you know, staying what's the word refresh yeah, yeah refresh. i guess yeah. yeah it's like 
I, sleep is important to that whole cycle, but when all you want to do is sleep, that's how you know that like you're yes. in a bad spot. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I love what you said about striving to do everything as unto the Lord, you know, whether it be ministry or, or whatnot. And um, having done FBU, you know, I always tend to think about the, the financial side. So I, I like to draw from Jesus's parable as well, the parable of the talents. You know, he yeah. gave, gave one servant five talents, one to one, one servant, he gave unto one talent. And for the two servants that, you know, took the resources that they were entrusted with and went and made something of it, you know, look, master, I've, I've, I've doubled your, I've doubled the amount of money that you've entrusted me with. You know, he says, well done, because they, he, they were entrusted with something and they did something with it. Yeah. And the one servant, he says, well, Lord, I I knew that you were a hard man and I I didn't want to lose what you gave me. So I buried it in the ground. He's called wicked. Yeah. And slothful. Yep. For just trying to play it safe. Yep. So there's this invitation to go do something with what you're entrusted. Exactly. With. You know, you're entrusted by God with some of his resources, some of his finances. Go do something with it. And you that, know, I love that invitation. And that was one thing that I was thinking about. And obviously you guys know I preached about this a while back, especially to our youth. Well, I was talking about the story about Elijah and Elisha and the story of when Elijah was getting ready to be taken up in the chariot with the Lord. And so Elisha one point, you know, they're they're talking, and he goes, and Elijah basically just asks him, "What do you want? You know, what do you want from me?" Yeah. And Elisha says, "I want double your ministry." That's a that's a bold <laughs> ask. That is that's a yeah. huge ask. You know, you're looking. It'd be like asking this this wonderful, amazing preacher or just this wonderful, amazing person just saying, "I want double what you have." And Elijah knew how hard it was. He goes, "This is a hard thing you're asking." He goes. But here's the thing. If you follow me to the end, if you follow me to the end when I get taken up, he goes, and you take my mantle. The thing is, you can't just leave. You have to be there the whole entire time, and you have yeah. to take my mantle. Mm-hmm. He goes, you take my mantle. He goes, you're getting it. It is not. It is going to happen to you. Yeah. And what I was trying to tell the youth was, is that obviously give your best in everything, but don't be afraid to want to do better. Don't be afraid to strive to do more. Now, obviously, don't burn yourself out and try to do everything at once or try to do all this stuff and burn yourself yeah. out. But don't be afraid to say, hey, I want a, a double anointing or, hey, yeah. I want to do better in my job or, hey, yeah. I want to I I strive to be the best I can be. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's yeah. actually what God encourages us to do. Yeah. Um, so you've got to have a reason behind it. You've got to have a reason for why you're doing it for yourself. Um, so that you avoid, you know, that, that resentment, but you've also got to have a vision for where you're going. Yeah. Um, you know, both, both are important looking back and looking ahead. Um, by driving. Yeah. Just like driving, just like a shark, um, (laughs) where there's no vision, people perish. I know we talked about goals a little bit in the first episode, how you have to have like, you know, a high ordered goal that's associated with your identity and then, you know, little wins along the way. So like, don't make your goal, I want to retire early. Make your goal, I want to be a person who sets up my family for generations to come. You know, yeah. a, associate it with, with who you are. You know, you, you'll experience a little less burnout. But people also try, pe- people, or I say people, we, um, often don't keep those goals refreshed. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we don't update them. If, if something happens in your life, whether it be a trauma, say a loved one passes or your spouse cheats on you, you know, we're always trying to go back to the things 
to, to we're always trying to go back to the way things were. Mm. Yeah, you know, we say, "Well, I can't wait for things to get back to normal." The good old days. Type yeah, thing. and it's in reality, it's not going to be the same way that it was. No, when the twin towers fell, there is no way they would have been able to rebuild the towers out of the rubble and the twisted metal and rebuild exactly what they you have to excavate that yeah, yeah. Well, i mean people you have to excavate that and work on the blueprints for for building something new right go ahead i mean people are nostalgia fueled like yeah you can see that everywhere people pe- like that it makes companies money when they do something that well, like more more in a relation sense um say even yeah, something it, say like one example uh, a grandparent dies and we always went to their house for holidays what are you going to do now? Yeah, what I'm, do we do next? I'm You're crafting there. something for the future. Or even something good happens. You have a kid. You have a child. Your marriage is not going to be the same way as it was. Yeah. So don't hold too tightly to what was and say, man, I can't wait for, for a marriage to get back to normal. When that's not what it's about. It's about crafting something new with with, with the cards that you've been dealt now. Yeah. yeah but I mean, that's, that's what I was headed towards is like yeah, yeah. the reason that companies can make so much money just off of doing things that were popular, you know, a while ago, like yeah. feeding on nostalgia is because people always want to go back to how things were. Yeah. People always look back and are like, man, yeah. that was people such th- a good time. People think like, Destiny 1 is better than Destiny 2. <laughs> but really, they yeah. dismiss how they felt yeah. when they were playing Destiny 1 because you were in high school and you didn't have any responsibilities. Yeah, yep. that's yeah. The, yeah but that's you what pe- people yeah. and if everyone likes yeah. the feeling, of, not likes, but like, no, yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. No, I, I definitely struggle with that. You know, I, I I often try to hold on to the good old days, and oh, me too. I get discouraged when things aren't the same as they were. But yeah. it's it's not going to be the same. Like we're crafting something new, put in the work, look to the future. You know, plan with your friends and family for hey, what is life going to look like for us in the next? You know, yeah, keep moving in the, forward in the coming years. Keep moving um, forward. Yeah, I, I always get pretty discouraged. You know, when I think about all the people that have moved away and passed um, on. Yeah, you know, yeah, passed on, but. It's not, I mean, <laughs> it is what it yeah, is. You got to grab something it's, new. It's that's, never going to be it, like it, it was. It's a very, it's a very scary question. You know, what, what do we do next? Yeah. Well, I mean, whenever I think about that, we're especially people that we have lost, you know, people who passed away. I feel a burden to, and moving on, obviously, like obviously mourn, you know, mourn them. Oh yeah. People, um, um yeah, p- people definitely don't grieve enough. Mm. Correct. Um, not even just for people that pass away. Like, you know, if you had an expectation of what's of how something was going to turn out and it didn't turn out that way, you know, you have to grieve what you expected and correct. Accept what it actually is now. Correct. You know? And um, I, you know, obviously mourn it, but then also I have this burden to like what they stand, what they stood for, what they believed in. Mm. I got to make sure that that lives on in me. Yeah. Right. You know. Like the ministry, obviously, that the so-and-so had or what so-and-so was passionate about that was yeah. very important. I don't want that to just die off yeah, with you. Carry yeah, it with you. you carry it with you. That's a good why. But also helps you to look to the future Yeah. of, well, now i got a passion for this. i got a passion for this. Yeah. I want to do this in the future. I want to do this. But it also helps strengthen you to know that I, – I hate to say it like you know, you're carrying them with you, but – you are in your actions. Well, it's 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 their ideals. It's 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 what they stood Correct. for. Yeah, and, and yeah, their passions. You, you said that you know the question of like what are we going to do next is scary, and yeah, it is. But it's okay to not know what you're going to do next. Yeah. yeah, But you still have to just keep going in yeah. order to find what you're going to do next. You yeah. know, like, yeah. But it's okay to not know in the moment. 
Yeah. And say that's the thing is, um, obviously I make a reference to this a lot in preaching. I make reference to um, the psalm where it says, you know, the word is a light into my feet and a light into my path, a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. And a lot of us, especially in this modern day, when we think of light and that kind of stuff, we think of a flashlight. And so we'll have a flashlight. And obviously, if you're in one end of the room and you turn on the flashlight, you can yeah. see all the way through the other end of the room. You can mm -hmm. see the door and everything. But if you have a lamp, all you can see is what's right yeah. in front yeah, of old you. school lamps. They, they didn't shine very far. And it's the, it's the notion of you, you keep taking steps. You don't know where you're going. But you keep taking steps, and you ask God, and God will guide you. Yeah. And obviously, you you the thing is, is a lot of people just are like, well, they'll they'll have the lamp and everything, and they'll just stand still. I'm trusting God, but they're not moving. Yeah. You have to keep taking steps. Yeah. You have to keep making plans for the future. You have to keep living on. But just tr you're not. But you're not going to know everything. You're not going to know how everything's going to turn out. You just have to trust God in that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And of course, this all kind of plays back to. The first, when we were talking in the first episode, I mean, these things are easier said than done. Yeah. Um, you know, get get some people around you that are mm -hmm. that are have some you know like minded goals that uh, will help you. Absolutely. You, yeah. you know, we're not made to do this alone. That's why um, we're here. Yeah. The three yeah. of us together. That's oh. right. That's right. Um, love you guys. Of course, love you guys. We're recording this a couple of days before Easter, or rather Re Resurrection Sunday, and this will probably come out a, a couple of days afterwards, but. When I think about that, that that story in Exodus of the um, of the snake being lifted up, you know, Jesus said that he had to be lifted up, um, like like the serpent in in the wilderness. Yeah, and it's a weird analogy because you would you would think why did well why does Jesus want to be compared to to a serpent? Satan's usually the one that's that that's compared to a snake. Yeah, but of course in this instance Jesus is not the snake that is biting them. He is the thing that is saving them from the poison. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, the crucifixion is the top of all tragedies. Oh, um, absolutely! It's, it's it in 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 so many ways. It's it's not only were were you killed brutally because the Romans designed it to be brutal, but you're betrayed by your friends, um, judged wrongly before a mob in front of your family, like the the list goes on and on and. When you think about looking at these snakes, you, you think about looking at these tragedies, people don't want to face it. But if you will acknowledge, you know, recognize what, what he did and gaze upon that snake, man. Yeah. Well, that is the thing that cures you from, from your poison from this life. That's right. You know, it's, it's, it's very, 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 very powerful. Yeah. It is. Um, yeah. I mean, what you said at the start with, like, why do people... Like, why is it the right thing to do to do like, take the hard path instead of the easy, even though it's harder? Yeah. You know, Jesus did that. He he took the hard path. And yeah. like he I mean, in, in the garden, like, you know, he he talked to God and he was like, if it's at all possible, like, can we not do yeah. this? Yeah. yeah. But like he didn't he didn't shy away from it. He yep. still like he was willing to do that yep. because it was the right thing to do, even though he knew how hard it was going to be beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just do it anyway. Yeah. You know? That's that's the hard thing is especially knowing the rough path ahead. And when you can see because that's the thing is, yeah, we have a different perspective than Jesus did, because the thing is, is Jesus, as he was ministering. He had in the back of his head the whole time that on this certain day at this certain time. I'm going to be crucified. 
and that's that's terrifying to have yeah and us we don't have that same mentality but stuff does life does happen to us we do go through things and also i mean all the people he helped well not all the people he helped but like as, as he was ministering he he can look at those people and be like hmm that guy is gonna shout to kill me in a couple of years. Like yeah. every like he can look, he could just look around and be like, "Wow, all these people are gonna betray me." Yeah, and like that's they're gonna, that, they're gonna get. That's me why the Palm Palm Sunday is so heartbreaking for me. Yeah. I mean, like I saw some people waving around, you know, the the palms, and Hosanna, Hosanna. But he like you're he's yeah exactly he's looking he out to, on the crowd, he had to walk knowing that, that these people are gonna shout. Yeah, he had to walk into in that days. knowing exactly what was gonna happen and yeah. when and how and like. Like imagine, That's imagine awesome. like you're saying, "Hey, I want this guy to be Judas is going to be my my disciple," but you know that he's going to be the one who ultimately betrays you, and he still had to but, choose to. But he know. still made him but his disciple. That's the cool thing about free will is that it's like he probably knew what was going to happen, but you're hoping that he doesn't. Like, yeah. Yes, you hope he does better. You know. Yes. And you know, and oh, man, it's just when you think about it, it's. it's man, tough. you need a reason why. You get up, you get there on Judgment Day, and you you hear what you could have been. Yeah. You hear Jesus tells you what you could have been. That's right. And you didn't put in the work. Come on, man. Yeah. Oh, man. That's that. That's a reason. That that's a reason to keep on mm. to keep going. Push the hard path. Especially hard what he paid man. for us. Yeah. Like that's something that you can't ever pay back. Mm-mm. No. And the fact that the part that is heartbreaking for me is the fact that he went through all that, right? He, he went through all the pain, suffering. He suffered all that humiliation. He bore all that pain upon himself, was the perfect sacrifice, died on the cross for everybody, for the whole world. Yeah. And to this day, we're still able to call upon him, and he still heals. He still performs miracles. He still works. He still perform. He still fills out his spirit upon us. And when I think about that, like he could have just he all he had to do was die on the cross for us. He didn't have to do anything else. Yeah. But he still does. Yeah. And it makes me think of you know when he's talking about how, you know, um how the uh how a father wouldn't give his son a snake or how uh, it wouldn't give him a scorpion. He wouldn't give him something. He goes, "How much more does your father in no, heaven love no, you?" No know how to give you good gifts. Have to give you good gifts. And yeah. it's just like wow. Yeah. Like, if you ever feel that you are not appreciated or loved, that is, you got to think about him. Yeah. Because if anybody loves you, yeah. One thing that's been getting under my skin lately is not not people that are depressed and suicidal. You know, because they're they're struggling. They you know they genuinely think that the world would be better off without them. Correct. You know, they 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 need help. There are some people that believe the Earth would be better without humans on it. Yeah. And that. (laughs) drives me crazy yeah like it drives to think crazy. that jesus got up on that cross knowing all the pain that you would go through knowing all of the strife and trials that that you would have to fight and still deemed your life worth it he still deemed your life worth to to say that someone's life is not worth living because they're going to go through something hard jesus thought it was worth it and yeah. that's more than enough reason to think that 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 of, of course your life is worth it. The, the good outweighs the bad, and Jesus thought so too. I mean, that's to the people that think that Earth would be better off without without humans on it. You know, yeah, there's some bad people because of sin in the world, but 
Jesus still thought, Jesus still deemed it worth it. Like, I, all I can think about is just Jesus being on the cross and as he's suffering through everything, you know, wondering, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I suffering through this? But him just looking into the future and just seeing me or just seeing any one of us and just saying, it's worth it to me. Yeah. They may not know it. They may not appreciate it. But to me, to give them the choice to be able to choose and to have the freedom to be able to choose to have eternal life, yeah. it's worth it to me. Yeah. I I have some more thoughts that I was going to jump into, but maybe I'll try to save it for another episode because I could easily, you know, take up the same amount of time. <laughs> um, you know, I, it's, it's pretty interesting. I'll, I'll save it for later. But um, yeah, it's, we're made of the image of him, and that's that, that that's kind of what the this the, this next thread is about. But yeah, we're we're made in the image of him, you know, and that's it's it's just mind-boggling that he would love. I was talking to the the kids in in Sunday school a few a few weeks ago. Um, we I had finished up with a lesson, and they were like playing Uno or coloring or something, and somebody brought up planets. So we were t- going over the solar system, and you know. Uh, how how small the Earth is compared to the Sun? How small Sol is compared to an, another star called Betelgeuse? Like, yeah, just trying to blow their minds with how big this universe is and how insignificant we are. Yet he still made us sentient. Like he still made us. Yeah. Uh, still gave us this life and died for us. Like, yeah, I don't dude, know, it's well, just crazy on to that, think about how insignificant we are. On that note, but on like a biological level, when you somebody did the math of like how many people have ever existed. And then how many people currently exist and like how many people could exist during given like the amount of like genetics and gene yeah, pools and all that. And he was DNA. like, as insignificant as each human being is in the grand scheme of the universe, the fact that you as you are here yeah. is that makes you significant Your enough. DNA beat all odds. Yeah. That yeah. that alone just the fact that you exist makes you significant enough and makes you special yeah. because you're 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 here. Like yeah. 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 Humans are cool, man. Yeah. Life is precious. It is. Humans are cool. Yeah. Humans suck sometimes, but also like we did some cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's Yeah. Definitely something to think about. That was actually very good to talk about that. Um, yeah. Well, happy resurrection Sunday. Luckily that's not the end of the story. Yeah. That's right. It didn't end with him dying for you. He came he's coming back for you as well. He 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 did rise. Um so uh, happy resurrection Sunday. Uh, like we said in the last episode, if you guys want to shout, want to give us any um, topics, you know, that, that you'd like us to talk about or, you know, have any um, suggestions, any, recommendations, you know, destructive or... criticism, whatnot, uh, shoot us an email, guardiandownfeedback at gmail.com, guardiandownfeedback at gmail.com. You know, just let us know. We, we'd love to hear from you. Um, but yeah, th- thank you for joining us, guys. Do you have anything you want to add before we close up? You are beautiful, Vuner. Vuner? Vuner. You're breathtaking. Vuner. Yep. Uh, if you don't know, we all just got off work most of us. So <laughs> my brain is fried, but yep. you are beautiful, Vuner. Yep. Eyes up. Eyes up, Guardian. My guy. Eyes up, Guardian. <laughs>